This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. It's Super Vegan Brian here, and I'm joined by David Theobald III. Hello, everybody. And we have no plan. We don't know what we're talking about. We have nothing because I spent an hour writing up a really nice outline and we lost our guest. Um, yeah, well, I told you we need to pack a go bag for these kinds of situations. Like, no, we'll get to it. And, well, we hey, here we are. Have, we were supposed to have Alita on. Well, it actually kind of works out because we were supposed to have Alita on and we we're supposed to have Erica on. And Erica double booked on her calendar she thought when she told me she would be on she thought we were recording on saturday oh she's actually hosting a party tonight oh no and alita texted me right when i texted her if when to call her and she just said family emergency sorry can't make it it's bad so shit i hope everything's all right i wish her all the best and i you know it'd be nice if she was trapped in an alternate dimension like what very often happens to anthony but um, no, no, it was just a real life family well, thing. That isn't happened. that actually what happened to Anthony though? Anthony is traveling the plains with a young warrior named Conan. Unfortunately, it's the Jason Momoa Conan and not the Arnold one. I don't know. The Jason Momoa one is still pretty impressive. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I would, I wouldn't be upset if he worshiped Crumb. But you know, it's also the it's also of an alternate reality where Conan was a crustacean, and all people in that in that reality are crustaceans. Oh, it's the Zoidberg reality. Okay. Yeah. So you know, it it he has his whole his whole thing to deal with there. Yes, he. I have been I I have been playing with the extra dimensional portal to try to come up with some special episodes. We will we will be doing that soon. Um, Excellent. Um, but since we have nothing to talk about, but first... All right, first we get to play everyone's favorite game, the two-player edition, which is uh, we talk about the nerdy stuff that is going on as it's been a couple weeks, and then uh, we just talk about it because we're not going to vote because there's only two of us. My favorite thing is like we're going to play a game where we yeah, talk it... about stuff, <laughs> and it's not really a game. It's just, hey, I did a thing. <laughs> And then, hey, I also did a thing. And, you know, I did another thing. <laughs> all the things. All the things and all the stuff. Um, what's nerdy with you? Oh, God, not much. Um, I really haven't been doing much nerd-wise. I mean, I've been playing my D&D games. I've been going to work. I've been watching movies and TV. Um, how about tell me something that happened in one of your D&D games? Uh... Oh. How's the John and A Pathfinder game going? You know, that was a lot of fun. We actually have a... The, it'll be the third session, but it'll be the second one I've gone to uh, next weekend, I believe it is. And it's a lot of fun. I'm playing uh, Ustlavian Warrior. <laughs> Hello! It, it's a lot of fun. Um, we've taken a contract. We were trying to find a missing person, and it's turned into something entirely different. How tired of the accent do you get, or do you just start talking like that normally? It it starts to slip into other accents. Like he dips into German sometimes. <laughs> I'm not the greatest at holding the accent. When I play it's, with a Russian accent, I can't turn it off, and I continue it on breaks when I'm asking about rules. Duh, duh. Yeah, it it it's it's probably the most cancerous accent you can play with a character. Los <laughs> Feldrani, comrade. 
Ustalov is an interesting one to do with a Russian accent. That's kind yeah. of like yeah. Well, he's from he's from North Ustalov. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, where I come from, it's very cold. Had you ever played a game with my dwarf with the Russian accent? I don't believe so. I would go into this long intro talking about how my name is Grain and I am Vesseler. I am Vesseler and I fight in Pete's. I fight in Pete's and I am Vesseler. I am sorry if you do not understand what I am saying. I was raised by gnomes. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, you told me about this before, yeah. but I have not actually played with him. Oh it my was, god, I forgot about that. He was my favorite character to play of all time, but he was completely tied up around the, the Pathfinder First Edition grapple rules, so uh, he could sometimes be my least favorite character to play, Right. because I would show up at the table expecting the GM to understand the rules, and the GM would be like, no, it doesn't work that way. No, 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 no. Or, or there were those games where you could suplex a train and win. That that's fine with me. <laughs> I once played in a game with that character where I was climbing a chain and we were attacked by monsters on a we were going up this long tower like this like an air shaft and we were climbing mm -hmm. up chains and creatures attacked us from a ledge while we were climbing up the chain. So at this long length of chain that I was climbing on. Mm -hmm. So one-handed, one at a time. I grappled each monster and tied them to the chain. <laughs> nice. That's how you do it. Yeah, that was that was the time. I, um, Gary was running that game. So we're going to talk about people we know from Strategicon in, um, yes, in Los Angeles. Gary is one of the best GMs I've ever had the privilege of being at a table of. Gary was running that game, and he's very he he knows grapplers. Yes. And every time I did anything, he would just go, "Yeah, because you're a grappler, and you're just going to grapple everything, and then you're just going <laughs> to grapple everything." Yep. And, and every every time something like that happened in a fight, he would be like, "Yeah, that's what happens when a grappler plays in the game." Yep. <laughs> oh right, you're a grappler. Yeah, no, that totally just happened. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, good times. I I, I want to come down and go to that con again. I really hope you get a chance to, because it's a lot of fun. And well, I need to come up with a way I can meet up with. Um, so I have a bunch of friends that are like, you need to come down because we haven't seen, we, you know, like um, I, there were some friends that they live out, for, out of ta they live out of state now and they sometimes go to Strategicon. And I happen to be at that Strategicon. And it's like we haven't seen each other in like four years. Right. You need to make sure this doesn't happen again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, for me, um, we got a bunch of toys. We got, um, a Nighthawk Wi-Fi router. Nice. Um, we got a DNA test for our doggy. Ooh. Waiting on the, pending the results on that one? Um, we haven't done it yet. Oh. What are you waiting we, for? It just arrived yesterday. We just haven't done it yet. And, um, we haven't, um, oh, oh, and, um, I ordered a monitor on Cyber Monday. Oh, nice. I need a new one. But it hasn't arrived yet. I got a big 28-inch Ultra oh. HD Asus. Nice. Yeah. It's refurbished, but it looks like it'll be good. Yeah. The refurbished stuff is really not that bad. What are they, I don't understand why people are so adverse to it. Well, it's Amazon refurbished, which means it was tested, so I feel a whole lot better about it. Yeah. It's, it's like when of, I buy stuff from Newegg, and I, I don't mind buying their refurbished because they've actually tested it. Yeah, I've bought refurbished things from other places and gotten broken stuff before, but yeah. I, with Amazon, I kind of trust them. Plus, with Amazon, you can call them and be like, it doesn't work, and they'll be like, oh, it's fine. We'll send it back. <laughs> oh, keep that one. We'll just send you a new one. Yeah. <laughs> I thought oh, that happened great. with Amazon, too. Yeah. I, did, I, I bought some cords, and one of the cords was dead. They go, oh, okay, just keep the whole three. We'll send you a whole new three-pack. Just keep the other two. It's like, oh, I, all right. I was having trouble... Um, navigating Amazon, I was trying to find a specific feature on Amazon. I was trying to find gift the gift catalog because they 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 have this like gift wizard thing that you can run and it'll help you pick a gift for a friend. Right. And they redesigned the website and I couldn't find it. So I called Amazon support and I said, Hey, I'm having trouble finding this feature. Can you help me find it? And they showed me how to find it. And they were like, We're so sorry. It was hard for you to find it. We're sending you a five dollar gift card. Hey, nice. Can I give so that? Anytime anyone has a problem with Amazon, I'm like, call them and tell them. They'll give you money. 
Yeah, they want to know about the problems. They're a cool company. Do you have any friends that work for them? I, I know some people I from not, out of state sadly. that do. I do not, sadly. Um, I used to, but he worked in one of the pick centers and got out of there quickly because it was slowly killing him. I, I knew a, I know a guy who works there, but I have no idea what he does. I've never actually talked to him about work. And I knew a guy who worked there who did security who is one of the most psychotic people I know, and it's no wonder that he doesn't work there anymore. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, I, I, he's one of those people who is always trying to get jobs in security, but mm -hmm. he's so psychotic that he can never keep a job in security, so he ends up getting jobs as bouncers. Right, gotcha. He's really good at that, though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, he, um, the, the man is built like a refrigerator with toothpicks sticking out of the bottom. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, it, nice. interest, yeah, it, he's and he's six foot four, blonde and blue eyes. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I went to middle school with him. I I, I don't hang out with him anymore because he became scary after the military. He okay. got like, but when I say psychotic, I mean like he gotcha. was kicked out of the military for being psychotic. Oh, one of those. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, I we we haven't run our game since the last time because holiday break. We take a break for the holidays. Mm. Um, nice. Yeah. So, I mean, my Pathfinder stuff has basically just been prep, reading books, looking forward to the Advanced Players Guide for Second Edition come out. Yeah, that should be interesting. That's next month. I think so. Yeah. Uh, oh, Cyber Monday! I bought myself a whole bunch of stuff on D and D Beyond. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know they, they had a really sale. they they had a really good sale on their uh, on their 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 book packages. And I already owned like half of it, so I got an even bigger discount. So I got like the rest of everything published and a ten percent discount on everything for like fifty-five bucks. It ended up being. I was so dumb. I didn't even think about going on Steam. Oh, you I, fool! I, you yeah, fool! It didn't even. I didn't even think of it. I was oh, like, wow, man. I could have gone on Steam and just bought everything on my wish list because I have huh. a bunch of old games on my wish list, and they're probably yeah. a dollar on Cyber Monday. Yeah, I mean, I think they even extended it a couple of days. Hmm. I, I, I've, I've wanted to get Meat Boy for quite some time. I don't, ooh, I don't know that one. It's a platformer, but you play as a Meat Boy. He's a little cube of meat with legs. I see. It's sort of like a gross version of like, um. Oh, I'm trying to think who that platforming like that um Kirby. Okay. Yeah, but Kirby like eats things. This is like. You you have meat powers because you're made out of meat. Okay, so it's like sounds like a game with Meatwad from Aqua Teen. Yeah, but it, it it has arms and legs. It's um, let me see, Meat Boy. I I, I will look this up so I can give you a little bit more information because it's a pretty famous indie game. All right. Super Super Meat Boy, 2010 platform game designed by Edmund McMillan and Tom Refnies under the collective name of Team Meat. Okay. It was self-published as a successor to Meat Boy, a 2008 <laughs> Flash game designed by Macmillan and Jonathan McKenty. So yeah, super okay, meat. Then. Uh, platform game, you control a small, dark, red, cube-shaped character named Meat Boy who must save his cube-shaped, heavily bandaged girlfriend, Bandage Girl, from the evil scientist Dr. Fetus. Hmm, nice. The game is divided into chapters, which together contain over 300 levels. Wow, that's a lot. Players attempt to reach the end of each level represented by Bandage Girl while avoiding crumbling blocks, saw blades, and various other fatal obstacles. The player can jump and run on platforms and can jump off or slide down walls. The core gameplay requires fine control and split-second timing and was compared to, regarding both gameplay and level difficulty, as Super Mario Brothers or Ghost and Goblins difficulty. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I'd heard about it a long time ago, and... You know, you find them on Steam and they're twenty bucks, and it's like I don't want to try a game I haven't played before. Especially not for twenty bucks. You can play it on Xbox Live Arcade, apparently. Uh, I don't have an Xbox. Oh, neither do I. Yeah, I bought a place. I bought the I bought the winner of the PlayStation. So I thought of a nerdy thing that I did. Um, okay. That we could we could definitely make a topic out of. All right, shoot. I have been watching a bunch of the Robot Head YouTube channel. Which complains about the new Star Wars movies and how they focus too much on feminism and less on story, and they're bad. And I, I can thought that's an really interesting topic. I can definitely see the viewpoint. Yeah, I do agree that Ray is a bit of a Mary Sue, and just just, just a bit. I 
I do enjoy the movies. I like the movies. I don't agree that everybody who doesn't like the movies is a is a baby like the like the um the Ryan Johnson has actually said. Whatever. I don't he, I'm he, he said that and he, he calls anyone who complains about the movie a man baby and it's like that have some respect for the people who watch your stuff. I know, I think that's it's just low. That's not cool, man. Not cool. I don't it, it we experienced it with the Ghostbusters remake where it seemed like if anybody didn't like the movie, they called them sexist. Right. And but no, that's not what it is. It just wasn't a very good movie. So this topic is probably a little bit heavier than we normally do and might get a little, a tad political. Would you be willing to go down this route? Yeah, we can, we can explore a little think, bit. I don't mind. I don't think we would disagree so badly that it would get heated or anything. No, I not at all. And, and I, I am nothing but for equal rights for everybody. Doesn't matter who you are, yeah. what religion, race, creed, doesn't matter one way or the other. I just and, want to throw that out there because <laughs> And I think that we need better female representation in movies. I think Absolutely. that is a problem. I The but, problem is you know, is it has to be the right female yeah. representation. You can't just throw numbers at a screen. It has to be I, delivering the right message and <laughs> So I was watching this video and he was talking about and I was look I, I looked into the the complaints and um and I, I'll say this without naming any names, but um, the video talked about how people were complaining that Baby Yoda is a Mary Sue. So why is it bad that Ray is a Mary Sue? <laughs> and I'm like, first off, Baby Yoda is not a Mary Sue. <laughs> Baby Yoda is a... So Baby Yoda is the cub of the Lone Wolf and Cub, huh? Yeah, yeah. Baby Yoda is one of the characters in The Mandalorian that I know you have not watched. That yet. is... that is. Oh, I've had it spoiled that it's basically Lone Wolf of Cub. I have yeah. seen all of Lone Wolf of Cub. I even read the manga. So... so <laughs> Baby Yoda has some Force powers. And the Force powers, when he used them, which he did once in one episode, put him in a comatose state for hours... Like Aww, he was knocked Aww. out. That's yeah. adorable. And then there's Ray, who was able to use the force and use a lightsaber in in the with first no movie training with whatsoever. No training whatsoever. So I don't agree that Ray is not a Mary Sue, and I don't agree that Baby Yoda is one. Um, I agree completely. I like the idea of the character of Ray. I just don't like the character Ray. There are she is way too things, much of a Mary Sue. It's just, it's, there are certain things about Ray that I never noticed when I see in the movies. And watching these videos, I went, oh, wow, that's bad storytelling. Like how Ray can pilot the yeah. Millennium Falcon right away. Without any issue whatsoever. And, and she's boop, never boop, left boop, her oh, planet all right. before. Mm-hmm. Or um, how she, uh, she instantly knows what needs to get fixed when it starts going wrong. And she never misses when she fires her blaster. Yep. I Now, this makes me think of a thing about Harry Potter. And this isn't something I've been watching on a YouTube channel. This is something I've noticed for a while. Hermione is a Mary Sue in the movies. Yes. Um, they actually changed her from the books. And in even in some places, they gave her some of Ron's lines, which made her character way too perfect. Yeah, and Ed Ron look like a dipshit. <laughs> I know, right? He's um, like that friend you have that you're like, how are you even graduating? And one of the reasons why that happened was because the cre the the person who was um, writing the screenplays, Hermione was his favorite character, and he turned Hermione into a Mary Sue because she he was her she was her favorite character. Right. Um, Hermione is far from perfect in the books. <laughs> they made her beautiful they made her yeah she's supposed to have buck teeth yeah well she's supposed to have buck teeth and then she doesn't fix get them fixed until like prom yeah and it's supposed to be like this big reveal but in the movies it's like oh okay she's in a dress <laughs> yeah right oh look hot uh, chicken address <laughs> but i think it, it's like star wars did it because they were like we need to have a powerful female character but they made the mistake of making her flawless and not explaining why. Yeah. It's sort of like, yeah, she could pilot the Millennium Falcon first time. I mean, I, I don't show agree us with the fact that she doesn't know. She yeah. I, did, I don't like the fact that it's we're, you know, into the third movie now and we still don't know who she is. Yeah. It, 
Well, well, you know, she's she's um, what was she, the daughter of dirt farmers that sold her for alcohol money, something like that. There's just there's been there's been wild speculation from a lot of different sources with a lot of really good things that would be awesome if it were true, but it, it it's I mean it's we don't we don't know exactly who she is yet she's able to do everything that every other character we've seen has had to train forever to be able to do. And like, I, I yeah I I it's like I mean Luke had never even held a saber before the first time he powers it on it's amazing he didn't get himself in the face with it. Well, yeah, and it's like you compare the original movies, like Empire. The first time, um, the first time Luke fought Vader, he was defeated ridiculously. Oh yeah, no, it was uh, that was very easy. And the first time Rey fought um, Kylo, she beat him. And I, yes, I know he was injured, but it was still <coughs> an injured person who'd been training with the sword for a long time, who was also a very powerful Force user. Yeah, versus and, someone who'd never held one of these things before in her life. And from the lore, an injury should have made him more dangerous. Yeah, right. Um, but with um, with Ray, there's nothing. And they could have fixed it by actually giving us some ex- some explanation as to where this was coming from. And I yeah. I, but I kind of hope that doesn't happen in not episode nine because it might be too little too late. Maybe I don't know. I just it's like I I understand the whole able to able to to deal with the the stormtroopers' weak minds. That's how Corrin Horn realized that his that he actually had a connection to the Force. He had been a successful officer with Corsac, the Corellian Security Force, for a number of years, and always had these really accurate gut feelings that seemed to always steer him right. And he learned to trust his gut. Well, it turns out he was actually a uh, member of one of the Jedi back families and was a quite a powerful force user, but he's escaping from a prison and these guards are looking for him. So he hides himself in a cabinet underneath an aquarium. And one of the guards starts opening up the cabinets and shining a light inside and looking. And he's just laying there going, there's nothing in this cabinet. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. There's nothing in these cabinets. And the stormtrooper starts getting pissed off. He's like ripping doors open and slamming them back shut. And the opens the one right in front of his face, shines the light in, turns the light off, shuts the door, goes, there's no one in here. We need, we're, There's nothing in here. We can go. <laughs> <laughs> and he found out he was a Force user? Yeah, that's what he was like. Holy crap, that worked. <laughs> What's that from? Uh, that was from uh, the X-Wing series. That was, uh, I want to say, book number three, The Kratos Trap. Oh, that's the, cool. Yeah. It was I... written by uh, Michael Stackpole. The the thing about Ray doing it though is we have no way of knowing. I mean, how did she even know that was a thing? Right? I mean, she, yeah, she'd never seen it. Tell done tales before. about stuff, but you live on the backwater of backwaters. I mean, I think I think uh, Tatooine was more heavily populated than Jakku. I I think some of the strengths of the I some of the things I really that the, the things that I didn't notice this until later was I really liked Kylo Ren in the first movie. Yeah, I thought he was amazing. I love the stopping of uh, stopping oh, a blaster that was round. Bad ass. And then it's just there the entire time, and then they're walking yeah. away, and it finally goes. I um I thought um in um Last Jedi, so uh, let's let's go through them. Yeah, one at a time. So the first one, I liked how badass Kylo was. I really ignored a lot of the. I, I mean, I noticed that Ray was good at things a little bit too easily, but it didn't bother me that much. Um, in the in in the last Jedi, I had a bit of a problem with her fighting with a lightsaber like she's some kind of master Jedi. It right. was like Well Yes, fair, I know you used a staff, they, but a staff is a two handed weapon. To be fair, they don't say how much time has passed. At least I don't remember them saying. They well oh you mean with her on Luke's planet? Yeah, they don't actually say how long they were, well, she, the, they were there. Well, they couldn't have been there that long because it was happening at the same time as the long as the slow chase. And I, I the guess events, I don't know. The I, events of the first one happened right after the events of uh, the events of the second one happened right after the events of the first one because they leave the planet and get chased right away. So she couldn't have been there that long. She couldn't have been there more than a couple of days. I think you're wrong. I think it was longer than a couple of days. I think it was a couple of weeks. Of, so yeah, you think okay. that. The slow I, chase was 
a couple weeks long. I guess it could be. I think the slow chase was longer than we realized it was because, well, I'm the slow chase, in my opinion, was dumb. But I know because you know, since when has the Empire cared about their fighters? Why didn't they just send all the fighters? Seriously, it it ended with one of the coolest star uh, space battle scenes. I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh yeah, I know the lights. Oh, thing that was, was that was beautiful. Oh, the fact that it goes to pure silence and you're I, like, you're, holy crap! <laughs> I made a noise I'd never made in a movie theater before. It was like ah, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, and that was one of the best star fight star battles I've ever seen. Long long time but the movie starts off dumb that whole bomber thing that made no sense to me i i get why it happened i i know george but lopez, the idea was george stupid lopez copied world war ii footage to make the his fight scenes so i guess brian, the brian was like let's copy some kind make a world war ii kind of like a bomber type of thing and the thing about the bombers is they're possible i mean they're not they're not for impossible. For attacking ground targets, yeah, but for using them in space is just asinine. Well, I mean, if the you the thing no, about it, it was is, asinine. They could have been they could have been magnetic, or they could have had some kind of. No, they, they were. That was had, the whole thing. They were magnetic. However, the fact that they had to fly over them in a formation like that, they could have come at them from any direction. Three hundred sixty degrees. I know they could have come at them from any. Stupid. Direction. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's stupid. <laughs> I agree with you. Don't get me wrong. I, just, I still had a lot of fun watching this movie, but ah, my that the the girl falling in the bomber. Oh my god! It's like really it's like turn it's drama for drama's sake. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the, that's one of those you know the, the 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 last man out hits the button. Go go for the airstrike. <laughs> now now the last scene where Rose saves um Finn. I have heard complaints about it. Yeah, a lot of people think that was. I don't know. I'm, 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 it doesn't, I don't have a a strong opinion one way or the other. Well, stopping him from committing suicide, I understand. I actually don't care. It doesn't bother me. No, that doesn't bother me. The complaint I've heard about it is she wouldn't have been able to get there from where she was on the battlefield. Yeah, because see when she peels off earlier, A, I think she's going the other direction. (laughs) But that kind of thing in a movie doesn't bother me at all because... It increases the drama by making your your mind yeah. actually realizes that she couldn't have got there. So when she does save him, you're surprised, and I'm fine with it. No, I'm sorry. It, my brain doesn't work that way, and it makes something in the back of my cortex itch. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, so have you seen um, Dark Knight Rises? Uh, yes, I have. Do you know? Did you notice that when they come out of the when they go into the tunnel, it's daytime, and when they come out of the tunnel, it's nighttime? <sighs> Yes. <laughs> Jesus H. Christ, yes. And stupid movie. When um Nolan was interviewed about it, he was like, Yeah, I know, we did it on purpose. <laughs> He's like Well, that's yeah. what you would say if someone's like, Oh shit, uh, no, yeah, no. we did that on purpose. No, he totally. said, No, it I actually believe that they did because the bank ro- the, the robbery, the the stock robbery works better during the day. And then Batman chasing them works better at night. So they just did it on... Because you see that in movies all the time, where night be- day becomes night really quickly. Night becomes the day. Right. So well, I, just, I think, uh, really, Batman has the power to just make it nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> He's got Mr. Burns freaking block out the sun dish. I mean, he is a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> so he can Batman oh, at man. night, no matter what time it is. I mean, he might be Mr. Burns rich, but he's not Scrooge McDuck rich. <laughs> well, Mr. Burns was the one who could block out the sun, so of course Batman could do it too. <laughs> I, for- I forget who it was, but there was a YouTube thing that they did a rundown of the top ten uh, fictional billionaires and who was actually the richest. And they actually did the math based on claims made in comic books and on TV shows and stuff. And Scrooge McDuck was the overall winner. He's the oh, richest great. thing ever made. <laughs> Well, you know, he had a number one dime mm-hmm. that had real mystical properties. <laughs> yeah, it it actually gave him the ability to swim through solid. Yep. <laughs> it gave him it, a swim speed as long as you're swimming through coins. It also made him so he could pick any stock and it would and he and he would know when to buy it and sell it right away. 
Mm-hmm. And it also he'd gave, be able to it, find treasure randomly just by traveling places. It also gave him the ability to know exactly how much money is in his vault at any given moment. Yeah. <laughs> I One thing I really like about Scrooge McDuck is they made him such a positive kind of protagonist character in the show. Because I grew up with Scrooge McDuck being the asshole character in Disney. Yes. Yes. Well... They had to, because you can't just have a character be nothing but anger and piss. It'll, it'll suck the life out of your kid's show. And it I was not... a big fun of the original DuckTales back in the day. The, the reboot's really good, too. The new one is amazing. But the I original really was really it. it's good. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's on yeah. Disney+. Plus. I'm looking forward to watching it. Um, um, David Tennant. Yeah, he's amazing as Scrooge. Oh, my God. It's so good. I listened to his podcast. I, of course he has one. Why wouldn't he? Yeah, they um, and he has like it's just like David Tennant talks about dot 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 is the name of the podcast, and he talks with people like Whoopi Goldberg and nice, um, uh, Jody Whitaker, Joni Whitaker. They do a really really nice episode where they do Doctor Who talks to Doctor Who type of thing. Oh, that's funny. I love it. Um, other famous people. <laughs> yes. Oh man, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, yeah, they like they, it's one of those drinking podcasts where he likes sit with a celebrity and they'll drink like old scotch or something and talk. I'm trying to think of the person he had on that they were both like trashed. I think it was Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> nice. Let's check this out. That sounds funny. Yeah, it's a pretty good podcast. There are some good ones. So back to Star Wars. Oh yes, back to it. Um, I so. When you prepare to watch The Mandalorian, we're five episodes in now. You could probably start watching it. I was actually planning on it this weekend. <laughs> yeah, the um, the when you when you get into it, just keep in mind it's it's an it's not Boba Fett. It's oh, someone know. else. Oh, I know. And um, it's and it's af it what it's like it's like I don't know how long after the Battle of Endor it is, but it is after the Battle of Endor. Right. Yeah. It's a brave. It's the Brave New Republic. But I think it's also after the Battle of Jakku, but I'm not sure. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm not entirely sure. If I, mean, I remember correctly, it takes place before Endor, but I could be wrong. Uh, let Let's find out. Yeah, let's double check that because I'm actually when, curious now. Where does Mandalorian fit on Star Wars timeline? That auto completed, of course. Of course it did. Duh. Were you expecting it not to? Five years after Jedi. Okay, yeah. So it's the New Republic. Yeah. Um, but is that after Jack Who? Uh. So it's. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I think it's before Jack Who. It's nine A B Y. Right. So. So nine years after the Battle of Yavin. You mean Endor? A B Y is Battle of Yavin, sir. Oh, okay. Nine A B Y. Okay. Oh, yeah, because Battle of Endor was four A B Y. Mm-hmm. Um, five A B Y. Okay, so yeah, so it's a Only year after it's a year after, after Endor. Okay, so, so yeah, it's the so New it's Republic. Four years after over. the ba- it's four years after the Battle of Jakku. So and and apparently there is still an Imperial remnant. No, no, there is. There always has been. the The Imperials never just go never go away. They just their their area shrinks a lot. Well, the majority of the Imperials in the new canon, they um they go to unknown space. Yeah, they take uh they 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 head out to the unknown regions. Uh they also take over a part of the corporate sector and they call it the new empire. It comes under the lead of a uh, uh, uh the leader of uh Pelion, who was uh the second in command under Grand Admiral Thrawn. Uh takes over the remnant of the empire and they run their little sector of the galaxy and they uh tend to stay away from the New Republic. The New Republic leaves them alone until the Yuzong Vong come. And then uh, once the Vong come, the, the rest of the Empire... The Empire is one of the first things the Vong attacks. So the Empire actually calls out for help. And you're the New mixing legends, to come in and help You're them. mixing ca- legends with my canon again. Ah, no, there is only one canon. <laughs> written years ago. Yeah, yeah, I know. How does it feel to be wrong? No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh, I see how it is. All right. Um, uh, am I still recording? Yes, I'm still recording. I, I, hope I, so. I Well, my um, my second monitor hasn't been working too well, so I actually switched off of my recording screen so I could look at stuff online. Ah, yeah, I've been uh, I, I've I've been dropping some uh, some some hardcore deep cuts into the uh, the New Jedi Order and the Yuuzhan Vong War. What? Um, so, are you excited about the boat at the about the Obi Wan series? 
I yes and no. I mean, it looks interesting. It's Star Wars. I'm going to see it. It's not like I'm not going to. It's a point. <laughs> I, mean, they... I, actually, I actually have a friend of mine who is so hardcore uh, yeah, expanded universe that he flat out refuses to see any of the new Star Wars movies. As of last summer, they announced that it's still going to be Ewan McGregor. Awesome. He's a so, great Obi-Wan. I really, I really enjoy his Obi-Wan. And around the age he is now, I would assume that it's probably going to be like ABY... No, it'll be before it would be before New Hope. So it would have to be because he's be, you know gone during EBY. New Hope. Yeah, it would have to be before New Hope. So it would probably be during the near the end of the Clone Wars or during the time when he's before he exiles himself to uh, to Tatooine. From what I understand, is the show is about the exile. Okay, so it'd be his life on Tatooine then. Yeah, living out so, by the Jundlin wastes. Just got to figure out when because you know. Ewan McGregor's nowhere near as old as Alec Guinness. No. <laughs> and I don't think they're going to make him up. Well, I mean, living in the desert like that, it it, it wears on you. <laughs> and he, does live, he, he is says, an old hermit. He does live alone out in the Jundlin Wastes. I just hope he says hello there to someone. Hello there. <laughs> he actually said it a few times in the prequels. Yeah, I know. Hello there. I know. My favorite is when he says it to Grievous. It made me laugh in the theater. <laughs> You're not the only one. <laughs> In the novelization, they make him out to be very different than I thought of him in the movies. Grievous? No, Obi Wan. Oh, yeah, he's in the novelization. They make they they say that his bravado is put on, and he's actually a lot more scared. Yeah, and I get it. They're humanizing him, but it's like no, it's Obi Wan. (laughs) He's a Jedi. He's not scared. He fear leads to anger, and anger leads to hate, and hate leads to some other nonsense that Yoda said. Well, of course I know him. He's me. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not dead. At least not yet. Looks up. <laughs> Love Alec Guinness. Oh, God. Have you seen that recut of the fight with Vader where they put in CG and make, like, awesome... That, like, make the oh, fight look awesome? Yeah, yeah, I have seen that. It was funny. Because <laughs> it's like watching two old guys just kind of fencing, and then it's like wicked force battle through the hallways, and then it goes back to them. <laughs> yeah, I have seen that. Oh, what man. did you think of the final scene of Rogue One? I really liked Rogue One. I'm actually a really big fan of Rogue One. But was... the final scene with Vader? Eh, it was all right. I mean... I stood up in my chair and cheered, and I no mean, one else yeah, in the it was, it was bad. it was badass, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I think it was a little out of character. But also, I don't see how he didn't catch the guy who had the thing. But it was especially a big surprise for me because um, you're going to get to see Vader kicking some ass. All right. I didn't even think we were going to get to see Vader in the movie because I went to the bathroom (laughs) during the Vader scene. Oh, no. So I didn't even know he was in the movie. Oh, oh, my. I missed it completely. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, The funny part that one of the one of the cool parts about the Star Wars lore is uh. So the battle the, that battle happened, they got the plans. Uh, the that's part of the reason why the all the forces that were at Yavin were all that was left is the the fleet was destroyed between uh, there and the fight that um, they had just gotten back from when uh, the Millennium Falcon showed up. Uh, and it was it's interesting the story that tells there. The reason why they offer Luke a new droid is they had just stolen a ship that was filled with droids. So I was like, hey, you want a new one? We got a bunch of them. <laughs> I just, it's amazing the little things that you can learn about stuff that is in the world that, but it's so esoteric. Sometimes you have no, I no reason to think of it at the time. But I don't know. I love, I love that stuff. It's fun. Now I feel like I'm rambling. Brian, are you there? Apparently. Oh I'm, uh, shoot! I was on mute. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was responding to you and everything. I was all engaged, and it was it was <laughs> not there. So that's why I wasn't answering your questions. Oh, I'm sitting here just going do 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 until you're like Brian. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> so I'm gonna get a good like two or three minutes of me just kind of ranting. <laughs> um, the um the next Star Wars TV series is not going to be Obi Wan. Oh, it's not. What is it? It is going to be. A prequel show following D- Cassian Andor and K2SO. Oh, interesting. And it's scheduled for release in 2021. 
Wow. Okay. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, because they're going to start filming Obi-Wan in 2020. So we'll probably see that land in 2021, too. Nice. And Disney had, that's not just some rumor. Disney tweeted it. Oh, very cool. Okay. That Diego Luna and Alan Tudyk are going to be playing those characters again. Yay. Those guys are my favorite. Will it be about them leaving the Empire? Uh, probably. That'd be interesting. I don't know. It's It'd be weird watching a show about characters you know are going to die. I mean, they're going to have to say, I, I guess if they said it a good few years before, they could run it on for a while. Oh, yeah. That's the thing is um, the Star Wars universe as well before the prequels, the rebellion started during the Clone War. It's not like. <laughs> and John Favreau has said many times that he wants to reboot the holiday special. That would be amazing. No one knows if he's serious. I hope he is. I really, really hope he. I really hope. I think the holiday special would have been better if it if the holiday special was a was a transparent variety show and it show and the actors were in and out of character like they were on <laughs> on the Muppet Show. I think right. that would have made it a success where it would have been like like Carrie Fisher comes out and then she sings a song about Star Wars and then they do a skit with her playing Princess Leia. But it's a spoof. Right. Yeah, that would have if they had just basically done the Muppet Show with Star Wars. Yeah, nice. I, I and <sighs> then they could have done like they could have done the Boba Fett cartoon instead of, you know, 20 straight minutes of untranslated, uninterrupted Wookiee. Yeah. And um and um, VR porn for the. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's a weird movie. Oh, dear God. And I, I think I can say it's bad. Is It's bad, right? It's, it's terrible, but it's fun to watch. Boba Fett's pretty awesome. Yeah, the cartoon's good. I, um, I just wish I could have been alive when it came out. So, or, or, oh. you, No, I think I was alive when it came out. I think I wish I was older when it came out so I could have appreciated it and like met Boba Fett for the first time before Empire came out. No, that would have been... See, I didn't get to learn about it. I didn't even learn about it until I was in college. So. I think me too. Yeah. Let's see. When did it air? 70s. The year before I was born. Yeah. So oh, yeah, I wasn't alive yet. Nope. I saw the re-release of New Hope Empire and Jedi in theaters, but I, I, saw, I saw the re-release out of theaters order. Too. I actually saw Empire before I saw... Well, you, you probably saw the re-release in the 90s, right? Yeah. I saw the re-release in the 80s. <laughs> well, I wasn't alive for the re-release in the 80s, so... And I saw Empire in a drive-in. Nice. So, I well, have those memories... those opening off-scenes would be pretty good at a drive-in. I'm about to say, I have memories of being a little kid in a car, looking up at a giant screen with Imperial walkers walking across the screen. <laughs> and That's I, badass. The Imperial Walkers have been my favorite thing about Star Wars since I was a small child because of going to see it at the drive-in. Uh, I haven't – I'm probably not going to get to Disneyland anytime soon to try the ride, so I actually watched a uh, a, a, a ride-through of the new uh, Rise of the Rebellion ride at, uh, at uh, Disney Orlando, and it is apparently freaking awesome. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was, that was, that was neat. So, Rise of Skywalker. Yes, it's going to be interesting. Are we going to learn about Rey? Are we going to learn about Snow? I think we have to. The, the problem is, is, are they going to try and make Rey a Skywalker? Or is, I, I don't I don't get the, so that's a problem. I don't, I don't know enough going in. This, I think Erica says that she thinks she's going to be a Palpatine. That would be interesting. That would definitely be interesting. I just hope that Rey goes dark. Well, done. Yeah, Kylo. Kylo's start. the one that has to bring her back, and Kylo redeems himself. Yeah, and, by by bringing her back, and by bringing her back. Yeah, that'd be. Epic. I really hope that's what happens. I hope so too. That'd be a really good story. I also would like to know what the freak a night of a night of Ren is. Yeah. I also would like to know what the hell was up with her vision when she touched the lightsaber, because none of that stuff has happened yet or been explained. Right. right. I also want to just kind of know what the hell was Snoke. <laughs> I mean, he's dead, but I don't know if we'll ever find out. I know it's <laughs> maybe in a comic. So book. weird. <laughs> well, you know, he um after falling into Mount Doom, no, he cro <laughs> no, 
<laughs> nope, I'm shutting that shit down right now. <laughs> have you seen on how it should have ended, how they portray Snoke? Uh, no, I have not. Put, they just put a giant golem on a golem on a throne. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Because it's, it's Andy Circus, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, after falling into Mount Doom, he, he found an old spaceship. <laughs> Sigh. So you're saying that Middle Earth is on a planet in the Star Wars universe, huh? In the book I'm reading, Middle Earth is actually another plane that they can go to. Ooh. Yeah, I'm reading a book called the Iron Druid series. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard about that. And, and really, they can, go to, they can go to Middle Earth, huh? Yeah, other planes of reality are created through belief. That's adorable. I love it. So the comic book Asgard is real. (laughs) He's not quite as powerful as Thor from that Asgard is not quite as powerful as the actual Thor created by the Norse. Okay. Um, There's also like 19 versions of Thor. Right. But one of them claims to be the original one, the real one. Um, There is. The main character, they never actually have Middle-earth in a book, but he does talk about going there, and he says Elrond doesn't look like, um, what's the actor's name? (laughs) Oh, God, what is his name? Um, Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. He goes, Elrond didn't look like Hugo Weaving. Oh, (laughs) damn. Yeah, Iron Druid by Kevin Hearn. They're good. They're good. They're good books. I'm about to start. I'm I'm finishing the last collection of short stories, and then I'm going to start the last book, which is the ninth book. They're they're total Dresden ripoffs. They came out at the right time, and it's totally inspired by Dresden. You can totally tell, but they're very good. I mean, the character is different enough from Dresden. He's not an or he's not an orphan. He's two thousand years old. He's actually very very powerful, even though he does get his ass kicked quite a bit. But he's mm. much more powerful than Dresden in the books. Okay, good. Um, there is one of the things that's really in common is he um he works with gods of the Fey, and a lot of them are as unpredictable as the the Fey court in the Dresden Files. So there are a lot of things in common. The books came out in the 2000s, so they could totally be inspired by Dresden. Mm -hmm. There were a couple series that came out in the 2000s that were fey heavy. There's a Junkyard Druid book series that I'm interested in checking out that's supposed to be similar to Dresden Files. You know, you go on Amazon and you just took a book book series that are similar to the Dresden Files. Mm -hmm. I get emails from Goodreads that are like waiting for Peace Talks to come out. Try checking out these series. That's how I got into Iron Druid. <laughs> right. They're good. They have a big fan base. They're um the audiobooks are good too. I listened to a few of them. I I stopped though because the voices that the narrator used were so different than the ones that were in my head that it got distracting. Ah, right. Yeah. That's one reason I don't really listen to audiobooks. I'm afraid of that happening. And also I can't listen to an audiobook while reading because I read way too fast. Right. I read I read paragraphs at a time. I don't read lines at a time. Yeah, I don't have the I I can't pay attention enough to an audiobook at work when I would do the majority of my listening. So it's a little distracting. I, I find yeah. that to be true too. I like podcasts because I don't really have to pay attention. To exactly. Them. I, that's why I listen to uh, uh the Glass Cannon Weekly. I listen to Android Androids and Aliens. I listen to uh, Reply All when it decides to update. Last year I was listening to This American's La- This American Life a lot, and I mm. haven't at all this year. So I probably have a whole bunch I can catch up on. I like that show. I, I learned about why um, why um, horseshoe crabs have blue blood. That's because it's copper based and not. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, I, I read an article about it. And they use it in testing pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. Which is why it's one of the most priciest substances on the planet. Yep. But they're. They're um, starting to use um, synthetic instead. Oh, neat. Okay. Yeah. But it turns out that using synthetic is worse for the horseshoe crabs rather than better. Mm. Because when they needed the horseshoe crabs, horseshoe crabs are protected. And now that they have synthetic, they're not. So fishermen are just pulling well, them up. And instead of letting them, them go, the they're bait. just... Yeah. Yeah. Because you... They, 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 before scientists needed horseshoe crabs, they used to just grind them up. Right. So 
Yeah, that we used to have this like vampiric relationship with horseshoe crabs, and that's going away. But now I think they need to be protected because they're like they're basically the only thing left of the trilobites. Trilobites. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up on the East Coast where they always you always saw horseshoe crab shells on the beach. They were really cool, and if you if you came at the absolute right time, um, you would get to see the mating, and there'd be like thousands of them on the beach. Oh wow! It was really cool. The big horseshoe crab gangbang. <laughs> uh, always fun. So, um, I Star Wars comes out in thirteen days, so two weeks. Yeah, sounds about right. I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna see it when it comes out. I'm gonna try and see it when it comes out. It might not be opening day, but I'm definitely gonna see it. I don't work on Friday, so I can go to the matinee. Yeah, I I have to wait until after yeah. work. Yeah, I, I, I really, really want to see it. Go, going on Friday night is just a non... That's just not going to happen. That, I, I would never do that. Yeah. Well, I, I, mean, I, went I don't to, work that late. I could go to like a 5 o'clock movie. I went to the um the premiere of The Half-Blood Prince, and I decided I'm never going to a movie premiere ever again. Um, I went to the midnight showing of the, uh, of the extent of the Lord of the Rings movies back in high school when those were going off, and... I had to get up for school the next morning. So I got home at like three in the morning. Had to get up for school in four hours. <laughs> I waited online to see Phantom Menace with my mom. Uh, we we got to the we were at the front of the line. We got to the movie theater like three hours early. Nice. And were you one we of those just, ones that was like kissing the floor when you got inside? No. Who did that? Oh, there's video of people that the first time they got in they were being obsessive about it. Movie theaters are filthy. Oh, I know. <laughs> that's this sounds like a bad idea oh um, I, I i agree i'm just i've seen video footage of that and this uh when i went to see the phantom menace there were a bunch of kids up front running around the screen because they let us into the movie theater like 45 minutes early so we're just sitting there with nothing to do so a bunch of kids had brought lightsabers and there was a giant like 20 or 30 kid with glow of light glow glow uh, lightsaber fight up at the front by the screen that's what happened when i went to see um Attack of the Clones. Oh, nice. Um, there was this woman in full Darth Maul makeup. Ooh. She was awesome. <laughs> this was before Dark Knight, so, you know, you could actually wear makeup to the movies. Right. Um, but it was... It, I remember how awesome... And people were having these, like, epic um, lightsaber fights in the parking lot, and they're, like, mm -hmm. doing backflips and stuff. And Oh, yeah. Um... One thing I do have to say, my favorite premiere, when I did see Half-Blood Prince, a bunch of people went up in front of the theater and led the theater through a sing-along of Harry Potter Puppet Pals songs. Ah, that's funny. That was pretty cool. And, you know, it's like when you're at the premiere of a Half -Pot Harry Potter movie, of course, everyone knows the song. So yeah. it was pretty fun. See, the best premiere I ever went to, I got to see the opening night of... Uh, the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie at Ooh. the at the theater at the 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 famous theater downtown. Oh, Not, yeah, with the with the Wurlitzer and everything. The guy there playing the pipe organ and oh, oh that was so cool. cool. That was I've so cool. Been, I've only been to one movie at that. I went to the re-release of Nightmare Before Christmas. Ah, okay. And getting, yeah, getting to hear so long and thanks for all the fish on pipe organ. That's really cool. It. It at um at Nightmare Before Christmas they made it snow in the theater. Oh, nice! And um, I saw the, another really cool one. I saw there was um Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe. Okay. They had human statues in the lobby as like different kinds of mythological creatures, and they looked like we all thought they were statues until they started moving. That's funny. Like you'd be looking at one thinking it was a statue, and then the eyes would open. Ah, yeah. That, good. In the basement, they had the the original props from Nightmare Before Christmas. Nice. That's very cool. Eh, why do you think I had that fact in my head ready to talk about? <laughs> Maybe we were supposed to talk about Tim Burton today instead of Star Wars. What? Really? <laughs> Damn. I mean, I think I'm one of the few people here to be able to say quite honestly that oh, I'm not that great of a fan of his. I'm kind of glad we didn't do that topic. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, because it would have been you, me, and Alita, and it would have been me going, 
my favorite movie is this. My favorite movie is this. And then we'd, we'd both talk for a while, and then you'd be like, I don't have one. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. It's just, you know, yeah, that was my favorite movie. Oh, okay. What'd you guys think? That was all right. I mean, I'm it's just, Did I'm not like the an overly large fan of his. Batman? Yeah, it was all right. It was okay. a little goofy, but it wasn't too bad. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, uh, watching uh, his stupid Alice in Wonderland bullshit just completely turned me off. I didn't like it either. I thought it was a bad movie. Uh, yeah, and the last few he's done, I just am not a fan of. I can agree with you. I think most of his recent work hasn't been that great. Yeah, I mean, Sweeney Todd was all right. I like Johnny Depp, but that character gets old. Then he plays that character and almost everything. You uh, know, it's like Beetlejuice. I didn't like Beetlejuice. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I saw it on Broadway, and it was amazing. It was... Mm-hmm. The, the in theater it was so much better than the movie yeah well for me growing up as a kid i never watched the movie so i saw the cartoon series and kind of fell in love with the cartoon series but that did not prepare me for what was the movie and I, no. i've seen it but i'm not like you know, a big fan of it yeah i'm kind of glad we didn't really do that I, I because if erica could have been there i'd have been a little bit more happy about it because she's a huge tim burton fan yeah and alita alita was telling me She's read his books, so she knew a lot more about Tim Burton than I did. Like, I oh, knew him okay. as a director and producer. I didn't yeah. know he wrote anything. I, I didn't even know he wrote books. So. He apparently published some po- poetry collections. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm honestly a little afraid. Yeah. He made his first movie when he was 13 years old. He made a short film. Mm. And his first jobs in Hollywood were working for Disney doing concept art and animation. <laughs> he worked on movies like Tron and The Fox and the Hound. I can see it. And The Fox and the Hound is dark for a Disney movie. And The Black Cauldron. Yeah. One of the things Wikipedia says about him is none of those movies actually used his concept art. Mm. But he worked as an animator and assistant and other things as well. So right. he probably had his hands in stuff, but yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of it. He's had some good stuff, and he's had some stuff that's perfectly serviceable. I'm just, I'm not overwhelmingly like Gaga for him. I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas was great. Did he do Sleepy Hollow? I, I think so. I honestly, I'm not sure. I liked that. It was all right. I got nothing against it, but yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he totally. Did. I just, I don't, I don't like his. He's definitely an auteur. And he definitely has a distinctive style. I'm just not a very big fan of his style. That's not saying he's not brilliant and he's not, you know, a really good director. It's, and it's not it, like what you he makes is definitely art. I just and it's, it's not like you don't like dark things or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm just, just I'm like not a fan of style. his specific style. So um, I think we're ready to wrap up. We're an hour and five in. I I don't see any point of doing an hour and a half. I don't. Think, I think we're all right. I mean, it's basically us just ranting off and on. So, <laughs> is um, are you are you going to um, Strategicon in February? Uh, yes. And good uh, fun note. My friend Grant is actually going to be able to make it. I was thinking that he wasn't going to be able to for a little while. So, yay! Cool. Always fun. It's going to be. Uh, we have to figure out if we're going to go to Paisocon in May because uh, um, we want to visit Erica. And right. we might not do both things. Yeah. We haven't decided yet. I can understand that, especially for big big weekends like that. I mean, seeing Eric would be cool. Yeah, and I'd like to go in May, so it's just the beginning of spring, so it's not hot. Because yeah. going there in the summer is not fun. It's really um, humid there. Really, in the, the middle, middle to the end of April to the beginning to the middle of May is like the sweet spot. Yeah, the, and Erica told us, she goes, don't come in April unless you're coming near the end. She was like, it, it'll snow. I was yeah. like, really? <laughs> yeah, well, it's like when we used to go visit my grandparents in Utah, it was either, you know, 10 degrees in the winter or it's 110 during the summer. So if you go in, like, October to the beginning of November, it was okay. And if you go, like, the end of March, middle of April, it's okay. <laughs> I went there for New Year's weekend once in 2012. And a blizzard hit the night I got there, and it was beautiful. I'm glad I went. It was really nice. It was beautiful. Right. I, I, if if I'm gonna go anywhere in the winter, I'd like to go there because they have some beautiful winters. You know, farmland covered with snow. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, uh, driving on ice wasn't that hard. 
<laughs> which I have learned in Portland is different because it's not flat here. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Um, I also learned that um, Canada geese are dicks. Yeah, I think I could have told you that. <laughs> I was driving down the freeway and we were stuck in traffic. And I finally found out that the reason why is because a line of Canada, Canada geese flew to the edge of the freeway and landed oh. and then oh. walked across the freeway. And, and then when they lanes. got to the other end of the freeway, they flew away. Mm. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. Why? <laughs> Why do they have to land? <laughs> well, as uh, as the uh, the strange right wing uh, uh, conspiracy theory will have you say, all birds were murdered in two thousand and one, replaced with uh, with drones that are oh, yeah, purely for are surveillance. Real. Yeah, birds are not real. So they were doing that just to slow traffic down because the uh, the, the machine told them that traffic was moving too quickly. <laughs> Sorry, the dog climbed up in my face and I was muffled for a second. Uh, sounded like you were right. la- trying to laugh evilly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, because <laughs> a dog um, stuck his face in my mouth. <laughs> Lovely. He's like, get off the podcast, Daddy. You're you're being boring. I want to play with you. <laughs> All right. Well, well, I mean, if he insists. Well, we um, I think we made the best of a. Of um, people not showing up. We talked about Star Wars, and I yeah. think that's what we're going to do every single time. I'm always down time. to talk about Star Wars. Yeah, I think the next time, I'm just going to let you talk about Legends all you want. We'll just do an episode <laughs> on nothing but Legends. Uh, I mean, yeah, our our, 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 our listenership's going to plummet. Well, just because they're not canon anymore doesn't mean they're not good stories. I mean, they're probably better stories than what we're getting. Yeah. I mean, have you heard the ta- the sad tale of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. I, I cannot quote Star Wars movies like you. I will let you know I'm not a movie quoter. Not even Fight Club, which I have seen an ungodly amount of times. I am wow. not a movie quoter. I, I, I don't even know the rules by heart. Oh. Well, I mean, who who would you fight? If you um, could fight anyone in the world, who would you fight? Well, I'd fight Gandhi. Nice. See, I can quote that. <laughs> I was asking seriously though, who if you could fight anyone in the world. If I could fight play? anybody living or dead, um if I could fight anyone living or dead, um oh Theodore Roosevelt. Ooh Absolutely nice. Theodore Roosevelt. I mean that'd be awesome. Nice. No, I want to punch Adolf Hitler in the face. <laughs> in a boxing ring with some gloves and some trunks, I would whoop ass. <laughs> vegetarian I, little sub bitch come here <laughs> i do not take back my answer after you said that i mean that sounds really great and and i'm not fighting theodore roosevelt because i have anything against seeing Theodore roosevelt i'm fighting theodore roosevelt because that would be the most awesome thing i could oh, do that would ever. Be amazing. <laughs> i it'd be like there's a few that are like that it's like john wayne yeah I mean, hey man a bullet couldn't stop a bull moose um john wayne would be another good one yeah um I mean, I would love to get an ass whooping from Bruce Lee. Uh, 1980s um, Sylvester Stallone. Ooh, yeah. Like Rocky Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> uh, fun times. Fun times. Good question. Um, no, I would not fight Gandhi. I was just quoting the movie. I know. I just I had know. to pause for a second because I, mean, I had to when, think about it. When you think about it, that is actually a really good answer, though. It really is. Because Gandhi probably would have. Because, yeah. I mean, he was nonviolent towards the towards the empire of britain but i mean i could imagine him defending himself <laughs> oh yeah well, uh, one of my favorite uh, epic rap battles of history of all time is gandhi versus martin luther king jr oh that's good my favorite one is um alexander um no what's his name am i getting the name wrong what's his name uh, not alexander graham bell um i don't know you're gonna Isaac be more specific Newton. Oh, Sir Isaac Newton versus uh, Bill Nye. Uh, Bill Nye. Guy. Yeah, because yeah. Isaac Newton is played by Weird Al Yankovic. Absolutely. Oh yeah, that's the one I. That's my favorite one. Oh yeah. Oh, his 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 little rap breakdown in the middle is so good. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> you know, he wrote it. It was oh, yeah. absolutely incredible. Oh yeah. Um, I've seen I, the behind the scenes video of that episode. Oh, he's so cool. I also like Eastern philosophy versus Western philosophy. That one's really good too. Uh, Nietzsche. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and um, Sun Tzu turns everybody against each other. Yes. It, it's just fantastic. Oh, it's, uh, and then uh, they all start arguing, too. 
I, I, my, I mean, Bill Gates versus uh, Steve Jobs was amazing. Not Steve Jobs, though. What the, yeah, the guy that died. Wait, who versus know. Steve Jobs? It was, uh, it was uh, Bill Gates. Bill Gates versus Steve Jobs. Yeah, I haven't heard the that Apple one. guy. The Apple guy, uh, the one that died. What's his name? Oh, it's Steve Jobs. Okay, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was season two, and it's a classic one. It's really good. Oh, um, that's actually something I, I watched recently. I watched um, the Steve Jobs movie where um, Fassbender played him. Oh, okay. It was much better than the Ashton I, Kutcher one. I'd heard really good things about that one. The Ashton Kutcher one was really good. I liked it. It was really well done. Um, but the, the Fassbender one was better. Mm. It was – it was um, so the Ashton Kutcher one was a good biopic that gave you a lot of information. Right. And it was entertaining. The Fassbender one was probably one of the most interesting movies I've ever seen because of the way it told its story. Oh, wow. Okay. Because the story is told in three parts, and all the scenes in the movie happen during Steve Jobs' big, uh, during the preparation for Steve Jobs' big presentations that he does to announce new products. Okay. So the, they start in 1984 when he's announcing the Macintosh. And they do this whole preparation thing and all the different things before it. And then it jumps ahead into the future and he does the next cube. And then it jumps ahead into the future again and he does the iMac. Oh, nice. Okay. But you learn about his relationships with his friends and his ex-wife and his daughter. Right. And it's really, really interesting. It's much better than the Ashton Kutcher. Okay. I do love the anecdote about how when he did the first presentation for the original iPhone – Every time he picked up a phone and did something on it, it was a different phone because they were constantly crashing. <laughs> yeah. In, and in the, um, in the movie, they showed that in the 1984 presentation of the Macintosh, the one that they used to do the presentation was the version that hadn't been released yet. It was oh, the one with funny. memory. Oh, that's funny. And the next cube was just a, was just a fake demonstration because yeah. the computer wasn't done yet. So he was notorious Talk for that. Talk about getting away with it. Yeah, he was notorious for that. He always faked his demos. Oh, where I mean, Windows... he, he he worked his fan base into a cult. So Yeah. The cult yeah. that was willing to throw away something that was perfectly good and buy the next model simply because it's the next model. Windows presentations are pretty cool, too. Um, if you ever want to be really entertained, look up Steve Ballmer doing windows presentations from when he uh, was ceo they're amazing he's nuts they're, uh, they're pretty cool one of my favorite uh images i've ever seen from a computer demonstration was an e well, e3 one year microsoft had a booth and all the screens were bsod oh that's cool have you ever seen <laughs> an electronic billboard with a bsod on it yes that's thing one of my favorite things to see. Or, uh, or the one that's the giant error message that says, uh, uh, the, with the red stop sign with the X on it, says a fatal error has occurred. It's got the OK button. <laughs> I saw one that I think has to be fake. It has to be Photoshopped, but it still mm -hmm. makes me chuckle. Because you know how they have the LED screens on the sides of buildings where it's like the whole side of a building? Yeah. And one of them was a blue screen of death. Ha, that's funny. I'm sure that's possible to have happened, but it didn't look real. But I mean, still, it, that gave me a chuckle. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, the the ones on the on the highway that are blue screened are always funny. Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> it's it it really good. Or when there's like another window pulled in front of it. Mm -hmm. I've seen that a couple times. It's never oh, yeah. been anything embarrassing. It's usually like the printer config screen or something. Oh yeah, no, it's funny. Uh, well, we've managed to ramble on for about another twenty minutes. Yeah, we did good. So. Hey. Um, yeah, so we were originally going to talk about Tim Burton, but nobody showed up except for us, so we talked about Star Wars, and it was great. And, and rambled um, about a bunch of things, not well, just always, Star Wars. We always ramble after the topic. That's part oh, of I the know. show. I know. So um, I have been Super Vacant Bride, and I'm joined by David Diabolt III. Bye, nurse. And I just oh. got to say, stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Stay awesome. Brian, I'll say goodbye, but cut me off. Bye.